You're listening to You're listening to the Collabcast, a podcast about pop culture and the creative life from an Asian American perspective. Welcome to episode 187 of the Collabcast. My name is Marvin Yue, and we are. This is a packed house today at the Potluck Podcast Studio. I have a bunch of people are selfieing themselves on this audio-only <laughs> podcast. I think you should have the video. <laughs> I think. But I have five guests in here with me, which is more than I have mics. So we're going to have to be um, sharing here. But joining me today is the cast of. The East West Players production of Viet Gone opening tomorrow, which will be yesterday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Thursday, October 25th. Uh, we have Albert Park. Hi. Scott Lee. What's up? Sylvia Kwan. Hi. Paul Yen. What's going on? And returning to the collab cast, Jane Louie. Hi. Ciao, ciao, ciao. We last talked to Jane when she was on the cast of Cambodian Rock Band. Yes. Um, so, so glad to have you back. Thank you, Marvin. You're the best. Jane's not following her own <laughs> instructions of like mic discipline. <laughs> um, welcome, congratulations on the show. Uh, Thank you. You guys are opening tomorrow night, um, which as of this um, release would be have been yesterday. So congratulations on the very successful first night of your your show. <laughs> yeah, it was amazing. <laughs> it was <laughs> yeah. Um, have you seen the show before, Marvin? I have. Oh, where? Um, so, so Viet Gone is a play uh, written by Queen Nguyen. Um, it opened at the South Coast Repertory um, in 2014, I want to say, 2015? 15, I think. Yeah. yeah. Um, I actually got to c- catch the production of it at, um, in Ashland at OSF oh. when I was there for the, um, the Kata Conference. Very cool. Um, and I also saw the San Diego version of it, too. So oh, very cool. Wow. You guys will be... I'm, the third time I'm watching it, I'm very nice. excited because um, the first time I watched it was with Andy Lowe. The second time, too, actually. He was in the same audience <laughs> as me, um, who is the... Um, product, uh, no one escapes Andy Lowe. <laughs> and I know he's been, like, chomping the bit to produce this for a very, very long time. So I'm very excited to see the East West Players version of it. Um, how are you all feeling? We're feeling pretty good. We pretty have a good excited. group here, so we're yeah. excited. <laughs> we had gone now a play that's been produced all over the nation by a lot of very different um, um, Asian-American and even non-Asian-American um, theater troops. Mm-hmm. Um plays aren't exactly something that a lot of people know about so for people who um haven't heard of this play yet who are living in los angeles what's your best pitch for why they should come watch this what is this what is this play about and why should they come watch it at the east west players i think this play utilizes a very interesting medium that not a lot of people necessarily have access to but the beauty is that Kui is really a master of storytelling, especially through playwriting. So there's a lot of different elements in this show that would only function well within the setting of a theater or the setting of a play versus seeing it on film. That's what makes this show so unique. And that's why I would say definitely if you guys have a chance, come out to see this production. Yeah. Add to that, there's going to be hip hop music. Um, you know, your, your, your regular rom-com, buddy comedy set to this epic drama. And uh, yeah, yeah, good cast, so it's going to be fun. That's why you should come see it. Yeah. 
Uh, so, in terms of the play, that the play is about the refugee experience from Vietnam. Um, the main characters are uh, a group of refugees from uh, right after the fall of Saigon. Mm-hmm. Uh, they escaped um, or are making the best of things at a refugee camp in um, is it Arkansas, or Oklahoma, Arkansas, Arkansas, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's about how they deal with being pretty much ripped away from their homeland. Mm-hmm. Um, and what struck me the first time um, watching is consuming a lot of media, especially um, when having to do with the Vietnam War. You always see it from the soldiers or the Americans' perspective, right. and there aren't a lot of stories. Even if it's told, like even if they have a sympathetic character, they are they aren't centered in that story. And this right. story, and this play centers that story in a, mm-hmm. in a very interesting way um, that utilizes language. Right, right. An interesting thing about this production itself is also, I think this is the first time I've seen this play with actual Vietnamese actors. Mm-hmm. Um, how does it feel like? Um, portraying these characters you know for me one of the reasons why i took it was because they hired this ass over here (laughs) paul so um that kind of made a a big impact in Mm -hmm. in my decision to uh take the role plus jennifer is a great director and i wanted to do it and um and i wanted my parents to see it you know me perform for the first time is your first time performing yeah first time performing on stage uh before it was tv film commercials print ad when i was younger and uh, and 30 pounds lighter um yeah before so this is my first uh first theater uh performance and um i mean i couldn't ask for a better group of people um you know to kind of teach me the ropes yeah how was the change from Uh, screen to stage as you can tell my voice is gone (laughs) so like one of the problems like uh, the issues that i had in the beginning was uh, not being able to project my voice because mm. in TV and film, they mic you up. Um, for this one, you know, just having to kind of, for me, yell. To project. To project, you know, um, was really <laughs> difficult. You know, I, was, I played it off and, you know, I was like, I'm cool, I'm cool. <laughs> and I would go home and just worry about not being able to, you know, talk the next day. Yeah. But, yeah, that's the difference. So this is Scott. Uh, who, who, who are you playing in the play? Uh, I'm playing Non, uh, the crazy boy, playful, <laughs> jokester. Um, and then also Quay, which is uh, Tu's brother. Mm. And um, uh, Hong's Tong's son. Huh? Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah, Tong's, right? <laughs> We're going to edit that. We're going to edit that. Right? You know what I'm saying? We're going to edit that right. right. We're going to edit that right. Um, yeah, yeah. So so those are the characters I play and a few others. And your characters are mostly like the, you're, you're the buddy in this buddy like yeah. road trip movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm the buddy. I'm the best friend, the loyal friend. <laughs> He's the wingman, the right hand man. I'm yeah. the wingman, right hand man. I'm, uh, I'm the man. <laughs> to Paul's Quang, who is yes. Yes. The, like, the action hero of this, <laughs> this story. How does it feel being like the leading man in the very centered Asian story? It feels pretty damn cool. Um, <laughs> it's, it's an experience I've never really had. So uh, it's it's a big deal to me. Jennifer Chang has made it a big deal. Mm. <laughs> I mean, it was already a big deal, and uh, she really has beaten that into my head over the course of rehearsals. Um, but to kind of go back, uh, as a Vietnamese-American, uh, it, it's also important for me because seeing the story originally in 2015, mm-hmm. just to see a Vietnamese story... Uh, not strictly just based on the war was already pretty cool. And so for me as an Asian American actor, seeing any Asian American play the role is awesome, Mm -hmm. right? 
Um, but I've been kind of waiting patiently to get an <laughs> opportunity to play this as well. And, and I'm really glad that this is the one that happened or, or to have yeah. it happen at East West players with this group of people. Um, it's unreal because uh, I think Scott and I were talking about it all the time, but there's something we relate to because we're both Vietnamese and we can chatter and have fun in Vietnamese, but we talk shit in Vietnamese. Yeah, That's what we do. about the rest of the cat. That's what I'm talking about. As Nobody Sil- knows. As Sylvia gives me the dirty look. <laughs> no, but it's um, it's really cool because just to be able to tell our parents' stories, our people's stories, um, is is an opportunity that uh, that I would not want to let pass. So yeah, yeah. And what were you doing before? Um, I've done film and television. I, I've done stage as well. Uh, this is probably the biggest production I've done, or the most important to me anyway. Um, I've done stuff at, at the Los Angeles Theater Center. Mm-hmm. I've done stuff in black box theaters, awesome. uh, things like that. But this is the most important one to me. Yeah. yeah. So how was... Um, so uh, it's not a spoiler because it's in the trailers of other productions, but there is a ninja fight in this play. Ho-ho. Yes, there is. <laughs> There absolutely is. Uh-huh. That the or enti- is there? <laughs> or, or is there? That's yeah, right? I've seen videos of Jane with a side. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> um, I, I just want to talk to Jane. Like, oh. Jane, I've never Hi. seen you fight before. I'm very excited to watch you. I haven't you. seen myself fight before <laughs> either. Um, so this, this, like, we started rehearsing on a random Tuesday a month ago. And by Thursday, we were like rolling on the mm-hmm. ground training That's we right. were trying to learn how to fall and learn <laughs> it like running around it was really intense and for the first two weeks it was like consistent every two to three <laughs> days a week of just like hours of us learning how to twirl stuff and <laughs> and throw punches or take punches you know um uh so i like I don't know about you, Sylvia. Like, so Sylvia and I are the ninjas. That's one of the few scenes that all... Spoiler f- alert. Or are you? And like, the, there's one of the few scenes where the five of us are on stage together. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's so much fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know about you, but I've like I've like lost weight. I've like <laughs> I, my muscles are there. Right. I mean, I grew up doing a lot of martial arts, That's and true. what I think is not necessarily represented that much in. American culture at all is just female fighting. And so I really enjoyed being a ninja. I like to fight. I like to fake fight. (laughs) I like doing all that. And I like to work out. I really enjoy doing this scene because I think it's important for females and males to, to see that females can fight. Yeah. You know, we, we're strong. We're powerful. Sylvia's not kidding. Anytime any one of us does anything <laughs> that true. is not to her liking, she throws knees and elbows. That's not it's true. true. That no, was it an is accident. true. She it's also true. taught me That's how to. True. She, she true. taught me how to break out of a, a chokehold if wow. I'm ever being robbed. See, I'm, I think I'm selling the play more because people are like, "What is this now? Vietnam and ninjas," um, but it's also a love story. Yeah. It is. Sylvia, you play Tong, the main character, who is a tough, sexy, independent woman that's very unlike a lot of like, because you think Asian females in plays and you think like Miss Saigon, very like someone who needs to be rescued and Tong is the total opposite of that. Right, Mm -hmm. right. I think the thing that I like the most about Tong is that she is completely unapologetic and she goes after what she wants. Mm -hmm. She knows what she values. She knows what she likes. And if she doesn't, she's going to figure it out and she has a confidence to do so. Mm -hmm. That's why I love this role. I love playing her, and I want to be more like her. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so this play includes, okay, Vietnamese, refugee story, um, buddy, road trip, ninja fighting, love, but also rapping. 
it's yeah. a it's a it's kind of a hip hop musical so, type like, of. What's kind of amazing to me when I first saw this reading at SCR was it covers so much of of our culture cinematically uh, on stage. Like it's it's really funny. It's really serious. It's through this like filter of Queez. Uh, st- story. It's not actual. It's not necessarily reality because mm-hmm. it's through the filter of queer right. storytelling. Mm-hmm. So we we like have this opportunity to make comments in a way mm-hmm. um, to help like uh, enhance these characters. Mm-hmm. And it has rap music, and it's <laughs> and it's uh, Jennifer's uh, um, kind of vision for this was also that she. Uh, pr- possibly unlike other productions, she wanted this to have a really strong cinematic feeling to it, um, to go to the darker places when it actually needs to go there. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just, it, it's packed with stuff and it's so hard to explain. So yeah, there's a ninja <laughs> fight, there's like video game bits mm-hmm. and then there's like, it's just nuts. Yeah, and you might not believe me, but you will cry in this play too. Oh, Did yeah. you cry? I, there may have been tears. <laughs> <laughs> That's on Albert, Albert yeah. Park. Uh, yeah. You play, well, you play a multitude of white people. I do. I play all the, I yes! play all the foils. I play the villains and the, the heavies, yeah. Uh, but you also play uh, the secret character. The secret character yeah. that shall not be named. But yeah, <laughs> um, it's it's been a blast because I get to play with these guys every day. I don't think I knew it was a secret character. Well... It kind of is, because if we say it, then like when they first see me, then yeah, it's just going to... And this is going to sound very enigmatic. You'll just have to come see, <laughs> listener. But, um, yeah. Uh, I actually thought I got tricked the first time. Oh gosh, yeah. <laughs> I, I saw people around me get tricked when I watched yeah, it. As did many people. Oh, man, yeah. It's so much fun. Um, but that's that's kind of Queez language. He's such mm-hmm. a genius. Yeah. He can play these meta jokes. Yeah. And he can like really poke fun at the audience and they'll laugh along. They're like, oh, yeah, you totally played us. <laughs> and uh, what's great is that this is a completely American invention. Like everything in this, like references to pop culture, you know, mm-hmm. um, video games, as you said earlier, uh, you know, uh, you know, definitely there's a montage scene in there that just like has so many references at one point mm-hmm. uh you lose track there's i think there's like half a dozen in there and um yeah it's a completely american invention hip-hop and he's able to just like put it in a blender and make it like work work mm-hmm. yeah you're, and you're learning about history too it's just yeah. amazing mm-hmm. yeah yeah and i really like i want to get as many people as possible now there's no like of my friends go watch it because i feel like it's the type of stories that I want more of in mainstream because yeah. like, mm-hmm. it, it shows you this whole other side of the Asian even Asian American stories of the stories of your parents that like don't get told a lot right a lot right. of times American stories are about struggle and poverty and overcoming mm-hmm. and not about just being we're people. often the victims right? Right? Yeah. or yeah. the people being saved yeah. Or, yeah. I have it on good authority that like Kui's parents haven't seen this play <laughs> they have not seen this play wow. that's what Jen told me and and so, yeah, it's it's one of those things, right? Like, we all have our, you know, from our mother country, wherever mm-hmm. that may be, these stories that are not shared because yeah. they're just too much. And this is it. And the only way that he can make it palatable to an American audience is to, like, shove it with all of this, like, just <laughs> references and a language, a visual language and, you know, lyrical language that 
we can digest and understand. Yeah. Yeah. So you guys have gone through a couple preview performances already. How has the uh, feedback been that you've been getting? Pretty good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, people came up to us after the show and were excited about it. And I've gotten thank yous um, for representing Asian men in a certain way. I've gotten mm-hmm. thank yous for representing the Vietnamese story yep. in a very different way. I think it's like with Asian August, right? Like people of color are ready to see stories portrayed by people mm-hmm. of color mm-hmm. about people of color. That's right. true. And it's really, really lovely. And I think we all take that responsibility, um, you yeah. know, very strongly. Like mm-hmm. we want to do a good job yeah. because we know how important that is. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's why the story I think is so important because it it tells the story of Asian immigrants in a completely different way, right? Mm-hmm. From di- mm-hmm. Different from the lens of a, maybe a white right, writer. Right. So it shows the um, the people who watch it that, hey, you know, Asian stories are part of the American fabric. At the same time, it shows that we're exactly like the same, <laughs> you know, like Irish, yeah. like the Germans, yeah. like whoever that came over Absolutely right, yeah. in times of war or whatever it was, <laughs> famine. And so we're not so different. So we're different, but we're not different. Yeah. And it also like puts in the context like, yeah, that it was a war that happened to real people mm-hmm. and there were consequences for it. Right. right? And right. You know, some of it is answered within the play. Some of it will be answered in the Kui's already written the sequel play of this mm-hmm. uh, that's going to be playing at South Coast Rep um, next year. Yep. <laughs> it's interesting. So I have a quick story. I think um, Andy, it's actually Andy's story, but um, Andy Lowe, the production director at East West Players. But when we first watched this play at um, Ashland at OSF, hey, it's Marvin. So instead of sharing my retelling of Andy's story badly on the podcast, I thought, why not? Uh, give you all the actual story from the mouth of Andy Lowe, the director of production at East West Players. Um, this was a conversation that we recorded in a lost episode of our now defunct series Collaboration Presents um, at the 2015 Kata Conference, the Consortium of Asian American Theaters and Artists, um, which is a big Asian American theater conference and festival that took place in Ashland, Oregon, at the Oregon Shakespeare Festival, where we had just watched their 2015 production of Viet Gan. Uh, so here's the story. Yeah, um, so, so, so what happened was, uh, you know... We made it through the first act and intermission, uh, go outside, you know, just to kind of, you know, digest what we've seen. I'm bracing myself yeah. from everybody's facial well, you know, here's the thing. I mean, this is interesting. It, it's not horrible. It, okay, so so basically, <laughs> it's not horrible. It's Let's you know, so so outside, um, um, outside the the back rear entrance of the theater, and um, a, a group of older uh, um, patrons were exiting the theater who are not Asian. Not Asian, um, ca- you know, Caucasian, older, I would say, you know, 60s mm-hmm. plus. Probably like season ticket holders at the OSF. Yeah, you know? yeah. yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, as they were basically leaving, they were leaving at intermission uh, just because they, they were not enjoying their experience. But they were overhearing us talk about it as they were walking out. And so uh, one of the women actually turned to me and, go- and just, just point black, just asked, uh, is it good? And I was kind of stunned. I mean, this is my third time seeing this. I have paid money three times for you know, and you know, and regional theater tickets are not cheap. Um, but, uh, and, and I'm and I was just kind of stunned. And she's like, I mean, I, I just I don't, you know, is this real? I mean, I just can't relate to any of these characters. And 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 I was kind of stunned. And I was, you know, and so a lot of things, you know, I'm you know, I'm I'm a good. 
ambassador <laughs> ambassador head goes goes on because you know because there's a part of your voice that's like well screw you <laughs> not every story is about my people and then you know but but you know the level headed me goes you know she's reacting to a lot of things she's reacting to um, not not ever having to. Uh, empathize for an Asian face before because you don't get that in theater. You don't get that in television. You don't get that in films. She's reacting to a lot of foul language, which if you're of a certain generation, then the swearing just you shut off. Uh, If you know, if you are not um, indoctrinated into hip hop culture, then you know some of the sequences where the the, the, where the characters um, the emotions become so high that it it, it propels them into into song, it propels them into rap because there's no other way to express it, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And because I mentioned a lot of people, that's like. Oh, it's just a Hamilton fad, right? That, and that's something she said. She's like, oh, they're just trying to take off on, on Hamlet, or Hamlet-ton, is what she said. <laughs> and I was like, and so, 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 you know, but the thing that really uh, stuck out to me was that she said she just couldn't relate, you know, that she, 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 that the characters seemed so shallow, right? And it's a sex romp, right? <laughs> um, um, and, you know, but it's a really impressively deep sex romp in terms of, you know, why are these people who they are, how are they damaged, and why are they damaged, right? And, and, mm-hmm. and, that's, and that's kind of at the heart of this story. Um, um, you know, and so I, I, I encouraged her, I, you know, I, you know I, I told her, you know, this is, this is written in, in, in language that is to, to be identifiable to a contemporary audience and a contemporary voice so that there's no disambiguation of an immigrant story or what we perceive as an immigrant story. And that I encourage her to 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 hang out for the second act, uh, because you will learn so much more about the characters, who they are, and why they are the way they are. Um, and uh, and one of them was already like down the block, <laughs> and she and she and you know she listened to me, and she approached it with an open mind, and she listened to what I said, and that, that you know that meant something to me that she mm-hmm. so she called out and said, "We're gonna go back." <laughs> so, Good job. So, so that- Oh no! Because of, See, but that's yeah. that's great, right? Because there's this, there's this, there's How this. How dare those Asians be right. sexy? <laughs> they probably had this image of Asians yeah. as being docile and non-sexual and yeah. non yeah. just. Yes. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. we are all those things. It's, it's raining against the baseline of what they think Asians right. actually are. Yeah, right. I'm interested to see how people, like how the new the, your audiences will react to, um, especially like East West players is such like a, like a lot of people. Are probably going to see this for the first time because they didn't catch it in, right, um, when right. it was first playing. Right. I think it really it depends on the demographic, right? <laughs> I think like what Albert was saying before with all the different cultural references. Certainly, if you're of a certain age, like if you're younger than 20, you might not get some of those cultural references. But you'll get others. You'll get others. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So I think that's the beauty of the play, right? Mm-hmm. Like he's infusing the play with so many different references that it should be broadly appealing to a to large everybody. audience. Yep. And it's very humanizing, right? It's a humanizing experience where you can be like, oh, I may not be a Vietnamese refugee, but I can certainly understand from their point of view and mm-hmm. empathize with them, yep. right? I think that's the... I think that's going to appeal to a lot of people. I agree. To me. Yeah. Um, my brother, who uh, came to this country by boat, he was an immigrant. Um, he saw it during the previews, mm. and he's a, <laughs> the worst critic of me. <laughs> he, he'll be like, Scott, I just saw that on TV, and that, fucking, that was fake. That wasn't good. <laughs> you know? And uh, basically a dick to me. But uh, Families, family, man. Asian families especially. Yeah, yeah. So he, he saw, he saw the, the, I think the fourth preview, the last one, and you know when we walked out, um, he said, I wasn't expecting that. Mm. He was like, 
He was like, that was really good. Um, Why didn't you introduce us to him? My brother, dude, he's in and out, dude. Oh, okay. he, he, he comes, he, he, he like he's like he doesn't want to talk to people, but he's kind of <laughs> he's, he's kind of introverted, you know. Um, but uh, he said he said it was really good. He said he gave me one or two tips on my acting, <laughs> <laughs> of course. And then uh, and then um, he said this, and, and I want to ask you guys too because I got this like three times already. Mm. The people who saw the play the previews said. I want to go back and watch again because I mm-hmm. know there were so many things and I think I missed a couple of things. So I want to go back later right, on. Yeah. So yeah. did you guys get anyone? Yeah, yeah. yeah. absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I have yeah. a friend of mine who wants to bring her mom yes. and she's Vietnamese and her yeah. mom obviously is Vietnamese and ha- went through this and so she was really excited to bring her mom. Because yeah. I think about it, I was like, uh, we, we do it, we rehearse it, we right. it so much that mm-hmm. we forget how much it's packed. packed. Yeah. It's, it's packed, so packed, so packed with stuff. Right. Because at first blush, you get all of the, the funny and the, and the you know the, the the highest points and the lowest points, but there's so many like historical footnotes and interesting right. that ha- like themes that ha- reoccur, yeah. um, right. and you know callbacks to things that happen in Act One and Act Two. Yeah, mm. it's just amazing. Uh, the, the just acrobatic writing that Kui did right in constructing this narrative is just amazing. And for anybody who's already seen the show, you should still come see it because that was the whole thing with East West Players production of this was that they wanted. Wanted it to be completely different from yeah. all yeah. the other productions. Fresh. Completely fresh. Completely fresh. Uh, yeah. And I think that's the great thing about theater is that, like, no two productions are the same. You know, right. they are mm-hmm. all different. Like, envisioned by different people, but different directors, different actors that bring their own, like, flavor to, mm-hmm. to it. And, yeah, like, I'm always excited to see more versions of plays that I've seen. I'm, I'm excited to see um, Kim Pony Rock Band again. I want to yeah. make a trip up to Ashland to try to catch that. Yeah, that's yeah. great. Let me know when you're <laughs> um, I think also by the way that the, the, the show is written, the Viet Gong, the, this, the, the, that without like giving spoilers, that last scene, once the final scene happens, I, I, I mean, you just want to see the show again. Yeah. To, to go, what, uh, what, wait, hold on. Let yes. me see what happened. From, from, <laughs> yeah. Like, it's, it does such a beautiful flip at the end like that. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I brought this up to both these guys, Scott and Paul, just how, um, just trying to get a sense of like, or just try to convey to them, just as an audience member, how much it means for them to both be Vietnamese American mm-hmm. and um, portray these uh, just rich, wonderful characters because uh, they have a stake in it. They have a personal stake in it. And whether the audience knows that consciously or subconsciously, I think it matters. I don't know. Yeah. And it's it's always interesting, like, whenever someone is um, casting for this show. Yeah. One of my friends is always like, man, I hope they get Vietnamese people. Mm-hmm. Right. You know? Right. Uh, because they're, like, Vietnamese actors are out there. Yeah. There's exactly. Like, yeah. yeah. There's... Yeah, we are. <laughs> yeah, we are. So I, I want to ask. I want to ask Paul this because um, oh, no. while, while, while we run through the while we're running through the play and we're rehearsing, uh-huh. <clears throat> every once in a while, I get this rush rush of emotion, uh-huh. just because it's a Vietnamese story, and I, I whether it's in my DNA, like you know Jen says, uh-huh. or it's just you know through the stories I had growing up through my parents, but I get a rush of like you know this. Emotion and uh, it, uh, it 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 feels like I'm a, this is actually a line exactly where I'm supposed to be mm-hmm. to do this play you yeah. know and <laughs> yeah I'm getting hugs <laughs> yeah um, 
Yeah, so I also got to give it up to uh, our director, uh, Jennifer Chang. She, I mean, she casted two Vietnamese guys, and um, I, she's probably the, you know, to me the the best intuitive director that I've worked with, um, giving me um, great notes um, and pushing me to my acting limits. So, great. really appreciate that. Yeah, it's really important to her, and it's so then it makes it that much more important. To I think all of us yeah. because yeah. she she made such a point that even though she is not Vietnamese American she saw how important it was mm-hmm. for Vietnamese people and uh, right. and that just made that just made <laughs> that, that put more pressure but we definitely are working hard to try to help her you know see through what she wants to see yeah definitely like um, my family's Chinese but I grew up amongst a lot of Vietnamese friends mm-hmm. from from San Diego Valley so mm-hmm. like all my friends like SGV <laughs> yeah. I grew up from there too man yeah, yeah. Uh, where at where from uh, you know I lived in Rosemead but uh, okay. I went to San Gabriel High oh I went to Gabrielino so went to Gabrielino yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah we played ball against you guys <laughs> <laughs> we probably didn't win <laughs> nope <laughs> not with that attitude <laughs> Um, but (laughs) it's, uh, you know, it's interesting that growing up, it's not until we become adults when we're actually, you know, interested in their parents' stories. I want to ask, um, especially Scott and, and Paul, like, was this the first time you've confronted like the past? Cause it's a type of thing where like you grow up and it's something that no one wants to talk about. Right. Because it's like, it's, um, I think as a kid, like as a boy, I always wanted to know, you know, you grow up thinking war is cool, so I always asked my dad, but he never really got into it. Mm. Uh, it wasn't until more recent years where he started opening up more about it. Right. I think maybe because he's older now and he wants to share, or he's, maybe he sees that we're older and we can understand and grasp it more seriously. Mm-hmm. And and um, But no, it's not the first time I... I uh, this is kind of, sounds like a self promotion. I did a one man show where I had to, I, I interviewed okay. my parents, so I talked to them a lot about what they experienced, and I kind of try to put that some of that into the show. But then with this, I've interviewed my mom more so than my dad. Okay. Um, my mom's been more easily accessible, mm-hmm. but my dad has shared snippets throughout the years, and so I, I try to take in what he's given me throughout the years. Yeah. yeah. Um, for me. You know, I think it was when I was in, like, after high school, I, I just got this rush of understand, uh, trying to understand what went down. Because I was born here. Mm-hmm. My, my siblings, my three other siblings were, were uh, they came on the boat with my mm-hmm. parents. And I started asking all these questions, like, you know, when did you guys leave? Like, how, what did you guys do? You just picked up and just, you know, le- you know left your house and home and all that stuff. And so I got a lot of details, and I kind of saw, visually in my mind, I saw how... Uh, how it went down and what happened and mm-hmm. um, you know where they were on the boat and how they had to you know pay to leave mm-hmm. um, you know and then so you know every time uh, I think about that and how hectic and crazy it must have been and here I am just chilling in my life you know and <laughs> everything is there food is there mm-hmm. I got a car I got a house I got a home blah 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 you know I'm safe it's just kind of uh, it's um it brings them home in the sense that they took they they had the courage and took the chance to leave mm-hmm. get on a boat yeah. not knowing where the fuck to go and just get out there into the ocean and uh you know in, in pursuit of freedom uh yeah. for the kids so yeah. i think that's a uh, fuck i could do a, a play and lose my voice so that they could chill out and watch you know what I'm <laughs> <laughs> and not to not to sound like I didn't talk to him. I I, I was lucky enough to go to Vietnam three mm. years ago and have my dad there with me. Mm. 
And so I extracted a lot of that, those conversations that I had. I mean, he took me to Nyachang, which is where the naval bases were. And he shared things with me of like when he was a teenager and he looked up to his older brother when the Mm -hmm. war had just kind of started. And then when he got in and, you know, I got really emotional just seeing my dad because he's in his 70s now. But, you know, he took us out to these restaurants that he'd known for years. He took us to down these neighborhoods that he'd been to and he showed us where he was born. So, so that's, it's kind of not to say that it was easy, but I think blood memory, you know, you have this in you and that's why I think Jen really fought to have two Vietnamese guys in the show and that, that's helped a lot, but. Yeah. And, and every once in a while I look at Paul and I'm like, let's go. Once, once in a while he looks at me, he's like, damn. I'm like, fuck. What am, they, they hired you? <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> anyway. Anyways. Yeah. We're getting we're getting that dirty look from Sylvia. She I might try to knee us. Dirty looks. This is all. These are all lies. She might she might try to throw us over her shoulder <laughs> later. Or hit us in the groin again. That was again. An I got hit <laughs> and again and again and again. Just know just know when you guys come see the show that I was kneed down there by Sylvia, and I get punched down there by Sylvia. <laughs> I do, but that's written into the thing. I didn't come up with that. It, it's how they act so good. <laughs> yeah. It's real. That's why. Um, Method. Just me, knee me there. It's real pain. Yeah, we get real comfy in this company. Yeah. <laughs> it's fun. Everybody kisses each other and hurts each other on the oh, show. No, no, no. I don't get any kisses. Oh yeah, you don't get. That's fucked. That's, that's fucked up. Yeah, that's messed up. But I don't get any kisses. Non doesn't get any kisses. I feel like your character gets yeah. kisses off screen, right? <laughs> no, I don't, I, no comment. On that. <laughs> um. So tell me, Sylvia and Paul. Um, how were your rapping chops before and after this play? This has been a journey. I am not a rapper. <laughs> there was, so, like, I have lived, breathed, shat, ate these raps just to get them. I've broken them down. Um, you know, we have this amazing uh, musical director who also wrote all the music, and he, Arash, and he helps us. Shammy D. So Shammy much. Shammy D. D. Shammy D. He helps us so much. It's yeah. incredible. He's like transformed me. I don't know. You know, I don't want to speak for Paul, but. <laughs> uh, I have zero rapping experience except for in my car and in my shower. And that's what I auditioned with. Um, but and I remember when I first started this whole process, I told I told Arash, a.k.a. Shammy D. I said, just so you know, I have. <laughs> no rhythm i'm not musical i didn't grow up playing any instruments and you know he was very nice and he said no no that's don't worry about it man don't worry about it and then fast forward two weeks into it he's trying to explain a beat to me and i have no clue what he's talking about and he's talking about the downbeat i think he's talking about the 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 you know i thought i i thought the upbeat was the downbeat he's trying to explain this and I'm, I said to him, dude, you might as well just be tearing calculus pages out of a calculus book and throwing it at me because I have no clue. Um, but to his credit, he's been very patient. Mm. He's had us over or me over his apartment going beat by beat, just super slow and super patient. And I told him if if I were you, I'd want to kick me. And he's been really great. So, yeah, it's no no experience whatsoever. That's awesome. Well, I've been down here working while you guys are, have been teching upstairs, and I've been hearing the beats through the walls, and it sounds pretty cool. So I'm excited to see, uh, because both of you have like pretty extended like musical numbers too. Mm-hmm. Like we do. Yeah. <laughs> yes. yes, we do. There's a duet. Come, come out and see the show strictly for the duet. Um, let me ask your cast members: How do they pull it off? How are how are they? Um, I thought they sold it at the table table read. <laughs> nope. Matt, 
that's that's how that's how uh, impressed I was. And then I just knew that it could only get better. And uh, yeah, I wasn't disappointed. They they've just been rocking it. You know, I, I'm in the sidelines, like behind the curtains, and I'm I'm listening to them, and I get lost, and I'm like, oh shit, I, I gotta get in, I gotta get in. <laughs> you know, I'm just like, you know, it's great music. They've been doing a great job, and uh, man, I'm I'm just at awe when I'm watching them. That's awesome. And not only technically good, just like they, inf- I don't know, they're just, these are very talented storytellers yeah, that are, sitting, yeah, they're yeah. in it, exactly. Yeah, they bring really the swagger. Let's hear what Jane has to say. No, she's actually, she's yeah. actually musical. Let's ask, so. let's ask the musician. Like, like, you keep saying you have no music experience yeah, or rhythm, SBS. but the fact is that you don't need that. It, it's, it's just all semantics and that, like, you don't necessarily need to have the alphabet in, in this case because you, you guys are doing so, so awesome and the music is beautiful. The music is incredible. It's completely different from any of the shows that I've seen. Um, it's and a, he's the same one who did San Diego, is it? No, no. ACT. Oh. oh, he did ACT. He also mm-hmm. did the music for Tiger Style. If you got to see that in La Jolla oh, Playhouse, no, it didn't. but yeah, uh, Arash is amazing. I think I, I, I yeah. but even I th- Arash himself said that this music he's all, it's completely different, different. from ACTs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think this is like. I don't know, like this the the sixth character. It really informs mm. the storytelling yeah. so much. Yeah. yeah, it's in the it's in, yeah it's in it's in the story. Um, and he's so prolific. Like he's he's fast. Yeah, he he's, is. His imagination is like it's not just rap. It's all kinds of genres. Like it's, and so he like, I don't infuses lo- all this. Stuff. Sorry, I don't know what the process was for Sylvia, but here when I when I found out I got the play and I was like, <laughs> oh shit. I'm actually <laughs> gonna okay, have to wrap. Hang on. Hang I on. thought, okay, all right. So I started a month before rehearsals. I I stud- I learned the songs. I learned the lyrics. I was like, cool. I know the lyrics. Then Jen reaches out to both of us and she goes, cool. You know, take a Shakespearean approach to it. You know, break the scene, the the the, the music down, mm-hmm. and then try to put them to beats. So I was all okay. <laughs> so then I tried to put it to you know. Biggie's Juicy or whatever anything <laughs> to anything right and I'm all this I don't know how to do this and then and then so I reached out to Jen and I said can you please send us just the music because I don't know how to put this to just any random beats right mm-hmm. and then so she sends I think two songs like Yella and Home and I listened to it and it was insane he puts it gives me a whole new respect for hip hop Araj put pauses and he drags certain words that I never would have in a million years thought about doing. And it's insane. It's such a craft. So to, to all hip-hop artists. So it was pretty funny because Arash is so good at what he does that yeah. he doesn't realize how much he has to break it down for yeah. someone who doesn't know what they're doing. <laughs> He's uh, like, that's Paul. can't you hear it? Can't you hear it? I'm like, I cannot hear it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I cannot. <laughs> uh, hence, yeah. hence the calculus. You know, he's just talking and yeah. I'm just all, I don't know what you're saying. Dude. You know, listening to someone who knows about hip-hop talk about hip-hop is... It's like anything else. It's just really, really cool. Right. Like just have knowing that someone knows so much about something that they they can like, they're like a master at it. Right. Yeah. And just like oh, yeah. seeing them work. Right. Yeah. I mean, one of the beat things he was doing for me, he's just like, like he's like, yeah, don't you hear it? I'm on no. And then finally he goes, after I think an hour's worth of trying to explain, he goes, yeah. So basically, what I'm trying to say is you put a pause there. I was like, oh, is that what you're trying to say? It's amazing. Jane, we haven't talked about your character yet. Yeah. Okay. Hi. So, Jane, who do you play? Um, I play uh, mostly. I play Hung, who is the mom. 
uh, Tong's mother, <laughs> and then uh, Albert and I play like five other characters yeah, yeah. that are like one-off characters. Yeah, yeah. it's um, and this has been uh, a challenge for me because <laughs> this character is very different from um, I think who I am. And there's a lot of my mother in there who I, I'm who who is who I pull from a lot, mm. I think. Um but uh like just in terms of her angular angularity, her her uh, voice or passive aggression, like it's, 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 I'm I'm so sweet and I'm so kind that it's hard. <laughs> No, um, but it, oh my gosh, it's been amazing to work with Jen because she um, it's it's been a crazy exercise on my on my own part because I know I'm not an actor first, and so it's been um, hugely helpful in building who I am in this space. How is her disapproving mom look? This it is terrifying. Sometimes I get really <laughs> nervous when she gives me like a mean look when she's supposed to be like, oh god, I'm really scared. This is terrifying. Two things. I I think. Two things. Two things. Yes, two things. <laughs> One. One, she could have fooled me about not being an actress first. Right. Two, two, I think our first or second week, I told her, I said, Jane, your, your hung reminds me of my an aunt of mine, <laughs> hands down. And that's no that joke. Everybody. And I mean, I'm putting, I'm putting that out there into the, the podcast universe. <laughs> like, yeah, it's true. Yeah, and she she, uh, it was, she was just giving me a lot of tools to work with, and um, I would just ask. I actually just ask you guys, like, what would your moms do? You know, <laughs> yeah. are there vocal vocal things that they do when they're when they're kind of pissy or when they're just annoyed? I was trying to explain and, this, and, and it was hard for me to answer that because my mom is the nicest woman. The she doesn't raise her thing. voice. <laughs> she doesn't get you know uh, angry, and so I was like, you know. Well. I was trying to explain this character to one of my friends, and the best thing I could think of was think of like your one single auntie, like that one single aunt in your family yeah. that's just like kind of just thirsty all the time, but also thirsty. has the has the mom meanness to her. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> There's one in every family. Just it's <laughs> that, that one aunt true. that you can think of. Thirsty aunt. That's cool though. Yeah. So, so what, what part of your mom did you draw out for this? So my mom um, uh, is very passive aggressive she oh yeah totally um uh i think well a lot of family are though you know like uh my my dad wasn't um my mom did this thing with her face (laughs) of just like not looking at me or 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 sighing or or not saying anything but just sighing you know like like can you give us a taste of that i (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Pretty good. <laughs> like, shit like that. Did I do something wrong? Yeah, right. Just her, and she would like, her, she had a really great sneer. Like she just would, could look at me and I knew she, I did, I, like she didn't want to be near me. Mm. That kind of the thing. Um, I love her, <laughs> but she's crazy. So, um, yeah, you literally say that about me in this show. It's true. Say, she's a bitch. It's true. I love her, but, but she's crazy. crazy. And that's family. And I think that's what's great about the show too. Is yeah. it shows off this quality of like you're with these, you're with your family, and no matter how much they annoy you, th- there's something there that connects you together. Right. Um, and and th- the the gravity there is very very important. Yeah. Um, last question for Albert. Actually, something yeah. I've been curious about. So, 
one of the conceits of this this play is that all the Vietnamese characters speak colloquial English right. they can understand and all the white characters speak broken English right. because that's probably what it sounded like to this is one of the most them. genius things that Cui Nguyen did yeah. with this play <laughs> he um, made it so that the whole the whole play is uh, subtitled for you <laughs> you can hear Vietnamese but it's all spoken in our syntax yeah. and everybody who's speaking trying their best to speak Vietnamese or just speaking English are just they're just speaking in gibberish yeah. and there's an introductory character that breaks this down and tells you the rules of the play yeah. but like um, like for example Scott had some guests second preview that were 15 minutes late they were so confused but after a while <laughs> they got it after a while, they got it. They're like, yeah. oh, I get what's happening. Like, we can understand what they're saying because they're speaking in their mother tongue. But, like, everybody else from America sounds crazy. Yeah. You know, like, you know, you know, inevitably, if growing up in America, if you're Asian American, you get you get those, you know, those taunts, those ching chong taunts, yeah. right? It's that, but American words. Right. It's pretty ingenious. It's genius on so many levels because then it allows people who perhaps made fun of Asians or whatever right. or who aren't willing to watch a story about right. Asians right. it helps them to understand it yeah. but two it also pokes fun at them right saying yes. oh this is what they must feel like yes right that's yeah. absolutely right it's genius mm-hmm. so your character above all else you, the characters you play mm-hmm. speak the most gibberish I think so yeah um, <laughs> but yeah do you ad-lib those or are those all like written out for you they're all written <laughs> I try to be letter perfect the only time I will say that I get to ad-lib is during the um, already outed fight scene, mm. yeah, and that those those are the only gibberish that I make up just to fill in the gaps and okay. to tell the story a little little tighter. Yeah, I've, I've always been curious about that. Yeah, cool. Well, thank you all for coming in and chatting with with thank me. You thank you for having us. us. Yeah, Thanks for having us, Marvin. Thank you so much. Uh, the play is Viet Gone. It opens at the East West Players in Little Tokyo, Los Angeles, on Thursday, October twenty fourth. 25th. 25th. Yeah. 25th, which would have been yesterday. Um, again, congratulations on opening night. It was yeah. amazing. It was, it was amazing. Successful. <laughs> um, by so fast. <laughs> um, I guess if people want to find, are you guys on Twitter or Instagram or anything? Or I'm on, social yeah. to share? I'm on Facebook. It's just my name. Right. Um, where can people find you guys then? Albert? Um, I'm Albert Park on Facebook. I don't have any <laughs> other... Other footprints, no, no grams or tweets from me, <laughs> Scott. I'm uh, I Scott Lee I S C O T T L Y on Instagram. Sylvia, I'm on Instagram as Quan Sil K W A N S Y L. I'm on Instagram and Twitter as Hello Paul Yen <laughs> and Jane. I am on Facebook and Instagram as Soraya, S-U-R-R-I-J-A. So excited about your new album. Me too. <laughs> us too, yeah. And as always, you can email us at the Collabcast at podcast at collaboration.org. Subscribe to us on Apple, Google, Spotify, wherever you find your podcasts. We recorded this podcast at the Potluck Podcast Studios here at Visual Communications. They are our sister organization that supports Asian American filmmakers um, through their programs such as the Arm of the Camera Fellowship and the Los Angeles Asian Pacific Film Festival. Uh, and on that note, thanks so much. Bye, everybody. Have a good Bye. run. Um, and go watch Viet Gone. Yeah, yes. see you at the theater.
Hi, I'm Marvin. And I'm Rira. We're the host of Books and Boba, a book club and podcast dedicated to books by Asian and Asian American authors. Every month we pick a book by an Asian author to read and discuss on the show. We read a wide variety of genres from contemporary to historical fiction, fantasy to memoirs, and crime thrillers to romance. Some of our past book club picks are Pachinko by Minjin Lee, Sorcerer to the Crown by Zen Cho, and Devotion of Suspect X by Keigo Higashino. We also go over what's new in the Asian American literary world and chat with some talented Asian authors about their work. So whether you want to start reading for fun again or diversify your TBR list, we got your Asian literature cravings covered. For more info, check out our website at booksandboba.com. You can listen to us on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and wherever you find your podcasts. Part of the Potluck Podcast Collective.